Welcome to the Simple Programmer Podcast. Making complex programming simple and fast. With everything from career advice to philosophy, John Summers will show you everything you need. It's the Simple Hey, what's up? John Sonimus here. Just want to take a moment to tell you about an awesome sponsor we have at Simple Programmer, which is Hire.com. I'm sure you know how frustrating it can be to search for a new job. Pushy recruiters trying to recruit you for jobs you have no interest in, jobs you apply for but you never hear from again, and worst of all, going through a whole interview process only to get a ridiculously lowball offer. Well, Hired.com has solved these problems. Hired flips job searching on its head. It actually puts you in control of the job search by letting you fill out one simple application and then having employers actually apply to hire you. How cool is that? You also get access to your own career coach to help you get your next job. Hired has access to over 4,000 employers with big names like Facebook. Plus, your profile is automatically hidden from current and past employers. Oh, and they pay you to get a job. Anyway, as a Simple Programmer listener, if you use the link Hired.com slash Simple Programmer, you can get double the normal $1,000 hiring bonus and get $2,000 when you find your next job on Hired. Just go to Hired.com slash Simple Programmer to get started. Welcome to the Simple Programmer Podcast, a short mix of career advice, philosophy, and soft skills from successful author and software developer, John Sonmez. Hey, what's up? John Sonmez from simpleprogrammer.com. And I have a question about the next opportunity in software development. When will it appear? This question is from David, and he says, I just saw your video on will developer jobs disappear? You can check out the video he's talking about here. In which you said that some people miss the opportunity on WordPress plugins and Apple apps. My question is, how do we know if and when the next opportunity is? Additional info, I'm 59 and can't afford to waste time missing opportunities or going in the wrong direction. Gosh, this is such a hard one to answer. I'm actually reading a book right now. I haven't actually finished the book. I'll do a review when I'm when I'm done. It's called Let me think about this for a second. Inevitable. Inevitable. You can check out the book here. Okay? Now, in this book he actually addresses this question. It's, it's kind of interesting. Because he talks about how like, you know, there was essentially the the gold strike for when the web first came on, right? And he had these the dot coms, right? And, and you know, he 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 has a story where he says he went to he talked to ABC and he said, "You need to get one of your nerd guys in the IT or whatever downstairs to go and register abc.com because the wet like you want to get that, right?" And it was actually free to register domains at that time. And he said he checked back a couple of weeks later and abc.com had not registered or ABC had not registered abc.com. And, and he was saying how so many developers are like, oh, I wish I could be back in that time when you could just put up a web app or put, uh, put up a, a storefront and sell something online or, or back when YouTube first started. Man, you know how easy it would be to, to grow an audience, to grow a channel then. But he says that now is the, most, is the best time, that people are going to look back today and say, oh, it would have been so great to be a web developer or to be a developer in 2016. There was so much opportunity there, right? And so I think his point really is that there's always that. We're always going to have that. We just don't know what, where those things are. 
but there, there's some ways that we can find it and some indications of, of where, where things are going to go. So, so one thing I would say about this is that you, you have to look for things that are high barrier to entry. Okay, and, and well, before we get into that, well, yeah, so, so let's talk about how that applies backwards in time, right? So everyone says, oh, I would love to be on the internet and I would have loved to have been creating an application or being a developer in like 1980 or 1990, you know, before everyone got all the domain names and made SaaS apps and, and sold stuff and I could have made so much money. Yes, true. You were around, maybe, some of you. But, but guess what? Guess what the web was like in 1980 or, let, let, let's say 1990, because in 1980 it was, it, was, it was too infantile, but let's say 1990, there's, there's definitely some opportunity there, right? The web was like, you didn't have tools, to, like creating a web application, because I remember, heck, I, I was creating web applications way back when I was like 10 years old, for, for like, I was doing it for, for fun or for the military, I had like a, a little internship job and I was hand coding HTML using hot dog <laughs> like or, or using notepad right or and and there weren't tools for doing this or for easily deploying this we had CGI applications and and we wrote Perl scripts to handle payments for PayPal and stuff like that it wasn't easy like it, it was not it wasn't like you can do now where you can buy a subscription to Shopify and you can sell whatever you want online, right? And you have dropshippers and all this. So creating that application, there was high barriers to entry. Same thing, let's say YouTube, right? A lot of YouTubers today say, oh shit, if I could have been a YouTuber, like when YouTube first came out, I don't, I don't even know when that was, but even like, you know, 10 years ago, it would have been so awesome. I, sh I should have done that. Or I could have been PewDiePie, <laughs> PewDiePie. The thing is, the barrier to entry was so high, right? Like shooting video, now we all have, you know, in our, in our pockets, we've got 1080, we, we can shoot 4K video. It's crazy, right? And, and sound and everything. But, and we can upload it, we've got the bandwidth to do that. But back then, when YouTube first came out, we didn't have, it was hard. It was really hard, there was a high barrier to entry. So, same thing with the App Store, right? When Apple first opened the App Store, it wasn't easy to develop iOS apps. There weren't tutorials. No one taught you how to do it. There weren't frameworks and tools. There was you had to go through the cryptic Apple developer stuff, and 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 it was also a gamble. You didn't even know if it was going to work. It wasn't popular, right? Same thing when Android first came out. There, so all of these opportunities, they have one thing in common, which was that there was a high barrier to entry. Same thing with WordPress WordPress plugins, right? And, and also, it was an unknown, uncharted territory. No one knew it was, whether it was going to be popular or not. So to answer your question, <laughs> there's plenty of opportunities right now. I mean, some people say VR is the space. And I know a guy right now that is making a bunch of VR games, and he's making a, a fortune making VR games because he's jumping on that space, and, he, and it's hard to get into it right now, and he's figured it out, so he's overcome that not everyone can develop VR stuff he's overcome that barrier of entry he's also working on this unproven technology at this point and you know if it skyrockets he's gonna do really well it could fail and, and he could have wasted some time I wouldn't call it a waste of time but if you're looking for that next big thing look for the things that are high barrier to entry and and that are not popular right now but have a chance and, and Put, put a horse in this game, put a horse in this race, put a horse in this race, put a horse in this race, and see which one wins. That's, that's the best bet that I can, I can give you and, and be extremely prolific. But 
you know, if I could predict the future, if I knew where that was, that's what I would be, be doing right now. Sometimes though, I will say that there is, there is a benefit in this technology space to being not the first to market, but being second to market. Microsoft has completely developed their strategy on not being first to market. What they do is they let their competitors make stuff, okay, and then they figure out a way to improve it and make it much better, and then they either buy it, buy out their competitors, or they, they ship the, the version. And, and that didn't work out for them with the phones, granted. <laughs> but it did work out with a lot of things that they've done, a lot of technologies that, that they've they've developed and, and we'll see what actually happens with the phones with Microsoft because they're, they're not done yet they're, there's still some some opportunity there I think we'll see some surprising things but my point is this if you're looking right now to find out what the next big thing is pick something that has a high barrier to entry that has a good chance of of taking off and start being prolific on it that's one option. Or the second option is to pick something that's already somewhat successful or popular, right? So for example, I still did well blogging and as a YouTuber, even though I came into the game late, technically late, because I was extremely prolific on the platform and I, I dedicated the time. If I had been early, it would have taken less effort to, to make as much traction, but I was able to bet on a sure thing by by making up for it, by doing hard work and, and being more prolific. So you kind of got one of those two tracks, is you can be on the cutting, bleeding edge and do the high, high barrier to entry thing, or you can kind of follow the thing that you know is already working, that you kind of already miss the, you miss the gold rush on it, but there's still profits to be mined there, right? The people that got into Bitcoin, I mean, we can, I could throw examples out all, all, all day long. The people who first were mining Bitcoin, they, they could make a fortune. But the people who came along later and bought, created the, bought the GPU setups and, and started their mining operations just a little bit later, they also did really, really well. And now if you try to come into it now, it's, it's almost too late. But even there, there's still probably some opportunity. You just got to figure out what the angle is and how things are, are going to change. So I, I definitely recommend check out that book. Like I said, it's called Inevitable. That'll give you some ideas. But it's hard. If you could predict it, if you can predict where the gold rush is, then you know that that's amazing. But I guarantee you, wherever the next gold rush is, it's a place where there's an extremely high barrier to entry. That's that's just the that's the only you know hint I could give you at that. If I knew where it was, I would be working on that right now. Hey, what's up, John here. Just wanted to make sure you aren't missing out. Only about half the content I put out is on this podcast. This podcast is created mostly from the audio from the YouTube videos I put out daily. When you get a chance, head on over to youtube.com forward slash simple programmer and click the subscribe button to get access to two to three new videos every day. Even if you prefer the audio format, make sure you subscribe at youtube.com forward slash simple programmer so you can check out what you might be missing.